Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. Now it is a year, a year pretty much exactly since our area was inundated with floods and the repercussions of those continue. The team at the Shepparton Festival is looking at turning some of our experiences into, I guess they can explain it better than I can, but perhaps art. Joining me this morning to tell me about this and how you can get involved is the festival director, Kristen Retallick, and photographer, and I guess what else will I call you, artist as well, Cam Matheson. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thanks for having us, Terry. So this project is called An Item of Connection. Where did the idea come from? Um, the idea, it's, it's been thrown around a lot, the idea. Um, it came to us first as let's do a, a large-scale outdoor photography exhibition um, around the lake in Shepparton. And so we started thinking about why, why we would want to do that, what we would want the content to be. Um, and after a lot of discussions, uh, we came to the idea of telling quite an important story for Shepparton. Um, obviously, when we were in flood, um, the, the festival was getting ready for the 2023 festival. And I know that a lot of our community and a lot of our artists were affected. Um, but I knew also that for us to be approaching a creative recovery project, uh, we needed to do it at the right time when we could do it in, in a sensitive way uh, and a way that made sure that we were telling stories that people wanted to actually get out there. Cam, what was your experience of the floods? Um, I <laughs> I came back, uh, I was actually out on another job and came back when the, uh, the rain started. I was camping and I thought I'm not going to be that fool that gets uh, stuck in a campsite on the news. Um, so I came back to Talamba thinking it would be um, quite safe, having been there through many floods throughout the um, 80s and 90s. Um, and literally the morning that I woke up, the water was already swallowed up our back couple of sheds, which is where all of my kind of personal possessions uh, were. Uh, so before I even, you know, got out of bed, essentially, I'd already kind of lost all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's quite a personal project for me as well, frankly. What about you, Kristen? Uh, you're up at Nathalia. Were you personally affected? I mean, obviously the town was, you know, on tender hooks. Yeah, the town was in a, a waiting stage for a long time. Um, the town was fine. The actual inner town was fine. Obviously, the farmland surrounding us were all affected um, and the town became very active in responding and helping neighbouring towns um, that were, yeah, much more affected than us. So, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty chaotic time. So you're going to be holding sessions where people can get involved, Cam. Tell me what will happen in these sessions and what you want people to bring along. Yeah, um, first of all, we're very conscious that we are asking people to come forward with a, a, a very vulnerable story. Um, and on top of that, no one likes having their photo taken. I've photographed celebrities and professional actors and, and everyone's a bit awkward at the start. So we've got a really welcoming environment uh, for you guys um, and we're asking you to bring in a an object. Um, it could be something that, like myself, I'm actually... Uh, I haven't done my own photo yet, but I will. Um, it could be something that you've salvaged. Uh, it could be something that represents uh, your time volunteering or working for emergency services. Or really, we, we really want the community to kind of interpret it uh, any way that they want. Um, 
and you'll be photographed just in a classic portrait uh, holding your object and we will also do it's optional but we'll also do a, a short audio recording um, of you uh, telling us the story of this object and what your experience was in the flood that part really interested me and I thought I'm, I'm obviously I'll ask you in a minute what you're going to do with all this but I thought wow I hope I can maybe I can get my hands on that and put it on the radio so what are some examples of some items people might bring do you think uh Kristen? what what might you bring for example uh, i've been thinking about what i would bring i think i actually will bring the yellow pants that i wore throughout the floods which is my cfa pants um i had only just not long before that became become a, a firefighter and I was at one of the meetings and sort of joked around saying, I'm, I think I'm going to be responding to water before I'm responding to fire. And then that actually became a reality. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it'll be my yellow pants. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. So it can be a challenge for people to put themselves out there, as you've kind of alluded to, Cam, for a project like this. How can you try and get a diverse group? Uh, perhaps the people who, you know, people who aren't always the first to participate in something like this. Yeah, uh, Kristen's organised a really good uh, team and, and uh, we're doing a lot of outreach into various um, communities and community groups. Um, uh, in terms of, sorry, I've forgotten the first part of your question. Just in, you know, I mean, there's there's the same people that are always happy to, you know, cooperate. Yeah, do, you, do, you, do you know what, what's really interesting? Having grown up in Tatura, um, my old man was one of those guys who uh, would do a, a favour for someone down the street without batting an eyelid. We've already encountered uh, a lot of those people uh, in the, the first shoot that we did uh, yesterday in, in Talamba. And these, frankly, small town heroes won't consider themselves that and won't necessarily put their hand up to have their photo taken and have everyone else look at them. Heavens no, you know. I'm sorry, these are the... You You guys should be proud of um, a lot of what you did during the flood and we'd really love... Uh, you know, if you know a mate or a family member, um, you know, uh, string them along and, and get them to come down because uh, that would be a really great story to share. And also, um, frankly, in regional communities, there's a lot of kind of humility. We do a lot of just kind of getting on and we haven't had a lot of time... Um, I mean, we spoke to some farmers yesterday who were just, just speaking about their kind of mental health and... Um, you know, the, the the word we kind of consistently got back is that, you know, who had the time? I had kind of um, fields to seed and, you know, we lost cattle and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's it, uh, it's a bit of a challenge to get people to, to step up for the those very specific stories that actually I'm the most excited about kind of sharing. Um, so <laughs> you may not necessarily want to be a celebrity, but, um, you know, frankly, I, I think those are stories worth sharing. I'm guessing also you're probably interested in the full gamut of experience because, you know, some people may think, oh, well, you know, like myself, for example, well, you know, it didn't come to my house, so who am I to, 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 to talk about it? But yeah, it, it did impact the whole community, even if your house wasn't inundated. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's something that we've been struggling with or, or very careful with in the messaging in that when you say, um, we're doing a project about the floods. How were you affected by the floods? And the, the first way that people interpret that is property damage or I'm still not back in my house or some such thing. Um, and once we start talking to people, um, you know, maybe you volunteered down at the Ballantine Centre in Tatura or you were in a kitchen or, you know, making food hampers or helping out your neighbour, like rescue pets. Or, or, or it may problem. just be that you couldn't get, like in, in my case, you, we just couldn't get into town. Or you so had family members implications. that you couldn't get to. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Kristen, tell me what's going... What, what is this all leading to? 
Um, it's leading to a an outdoor exhibition throughout the festival next year. So that will be our, um, I guess the end product will be that exhibition, but we do hope that it then will tour around to some smaller communities. It definitely will tour what, to some smaller communities. What would <coughs> the outdoor uh, aspect seems to be important. Can you yeah. expand on that? Yeah, so at the moment we're still still finalising exactly the details of where we'll be able to put these photographs, but we're hoping that to actually go um, all the way around the lake on the walking track to start with. Um, so we're aiming quite high for the amount of photographs that we put in there so that we can, um, you know, we, we one of the initial things was that walk is quite special to Shepparton and quite... And, couldn't, uh, and of course, couldn't be done in the floods. No, it couldn't be. Um, and whilst we don't want to just focus on Shepparton and Shepparton's experience, because I know, <laughs> being from a smaller town myself, that those smaller towns are really, really important in this story, um, that walk did become... You know, it, it got on national news, um, that, that space. And I just thought... Well, actually, it was another person came to me and said, can we do it there? Um, who does that work, walk every day? And, yeah, I just think it's a really interesting place to experience art. It's a, Obviously, it's it does encompass the arts precinct of Shepparton, but it is a different way of experiencing art in that space. So You're putting it in the, the place where it came from, really. Yeah. Sounds, sounds great. Look forward to walking around. And, and so how would you experience the audio in that in that sense? Um, most likely there will be a QR code and also a direction to our website to be able to listen to those audio recordings, um, hoping that we can actually link them up directly to the photos and the stories of the people in the photos. Um, again, still still ironing those things out. That's still a little while off, but there'll be some, some call to action on the actual photograph. Fantastic. Now, how can people get involved? Well, we have a lot of sessions coming up over the next month or so. Um, oh, a month, actually. Um, so on Monday, we're going to be at Tatura Community House uh, from 12.30 till 7. So, and these are all drop-in sessions, so you don't wow, need to Wow, that's a be long there. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to be there for seven hours Be-better with us. Better bring a packed lunch. <laughs> that's right. Um, speaking of lunch, we will have a cup of tea and some bickies and things there. Uh, at all of these sessions, there'll be some form of hospitality. We think it's really important people feel welcome. <laughs> I'm guessing you can kind of come along and have a look and you, there's yes. no pressure. No. That, that's really important. Um, again, with getting people comfortable with having their portrait taken, if you feel like you want to pop in... Uh, have a chat with me, um, Aaron, our other collaborator, you know, uh, get comfortable. You might even get as far as the chair. I might be pointing the camera at you and you might decide, no, nah, this isn't for me. Um, you know, just at least come in and, and have a chat. That's that's It's a very welcoming space. Yeah. Where else, um, Yeah, so, and I guess it's also important to know that you don't have to be from Tatura to go to Tatura. <laughs> if it works for you to go to Tatura or one of the other sessions and you're from another town, that's fine too. We've got um, a lot of options. So we'll be at the... No ID checks at the door. No, we won't be checking um, <laughs> postcodes. <laughs> uh, Bunbath Community Centre on the 2nd of November. Um, the Caledonian Hotel in Murchison on the 14th of November. Marupna Education and Activity Centre on the 15th of November. 
the Shepparton and South Community Centre on the 16th of November. Now, those two sessions will also be running a bit of an art-making um, activity as well with a, with a visual artist. It could end up being me. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. We're working on getting someone else as well involved at the moment for those sessions um, to do some drawing and painting if you want to share your story that way as well. Uh, then after that we'll be at the Railway Hotel in Murchison East on the 17th of November and then our last session that's planned at this point is in the Maud Street Mall on the 18th. Um, that'll be from 8 in the morning to 1pm. Sounds like a huge undertaking. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it needs to be. I mean, in terms of kind of th- casting a net um, far enough to kind of capture as many different stories uh, and most importantly in the communities like going out to um bun bath is a, a big one for example like the the media interest in these events kind of sweeps through with the floodwater doesn't it and uh, a lot of those smaller communities get kind of forgotten which is um a, a lot of what the purview of this project is to kind of capture those yeah those stories okay uh if you weren't able to write down those sessions and you might be interested or you just want to know more you can obviously go to the shepparton festival website yes. you can go to presumably shepparton festival facebook instagram all those good places yeah. uh, or you can contact us here at 1FM we will pass on those details we should actually get some community service announcements going about your different sessions to let people know yeah. as well sounds like a really unique and interesting and important documentary project an item of connection so share your story of the 2022 Victorian floods to be part of a photography and audio exhibition at the 2024 Shepparton Festival thanks so much for telling us all about it a regular on the program Kristen um, thank you for coming in again and good to meet you and all the best with the project cam we've been speaking to Kristen Ritalik and cam matheson did you you want to say one more thing cam i'm good thank you (laughs) okay um i'm sure you'll get a great response and i can't wait to see what comes out of this project this station fm 98.5 subscribes to the broadcasting community code of practice the code of practice is a set of agreed standards that have been developed by community radio stations across Australia. They reflect the unique principles of community broadcasting and guide stations in a whole range of activities, including complaints handling and Australian music content. If you'd like a copy of the code, please contact us during business hours and we will mail a copy to you. Having trouble with your internet? Has the NBN failed you? Are you only able to get the slow satellite NBN with very limited data? Are you not able to get the NBN at all? Starlink is the answer. This is a standalone internet system that I personally use at home and have tested at speeds of over 250 megabytes a second. If you are fed up with slow, unreliable internet, then call us now and book a service call to see if Starlink is right for you. Jason's TV, 0403 688 1FM sponsor. You know the garden could do with a makeover, so what are you waiting for? Cleves Garden Supplies have got everything you need to get the job done and they're open seven days a week. Coloured mulches, decorative pebbles, river stones, crushed rocks, sands, gravel, sleepers, topsoils, pavers, you name it, they've got it. They'll deliver small loads and big loads straight to your door. Drop in and see them at 20 Wanganui Road, Shepparton or give them a call. 58212 That's 58212 111. 1FM sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.